Well, welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. We are uh, podcasting. Well, I'm podcasting from Cottonmouth, but uh, I'm on the phone with Miss Hannah Barron, who I've been wanting to get on this podcast for a while. Uh, Hannah, how are you this morning? I'm great. Yeah. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. Is it is it as cold in Alabama as it is here? I mean, it's frigid here. It is freezing. The roads are still froze. Today was our first day back to class. And it got a little sketchy on the way up here because there's still some frozen spots in the road. And being from South Alabama, I don't know how to drive on ice at all. Yeah, hats so, off to the Northerners <laughs> who do it all the time. Yeah, see, th- this is a uh, one thing I feel. I feel back at home on this podcast because, like, the last one um, was with Eva, who's from mm-hmm. Canada. And, she's used to it. Well, that and well, one thing she made fun of the she made fun of how I said Saskatchewan because I just thought I said it funny. <laughs> So talking to you, I don't feel like I'll be I'll get made fun of it all for my. <laughs> uh, How are you supposed to say Saskatchewan? Well, I say you said it like I do. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with it? I I think if I try, I'm not going to try to say it like like she said it because I I I can't do it. I don't. I tried, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. But then there was that, and then she uh, she was talking about you know I mean it is kind of funny you know the the northern states that get ice all the time. They can get three feet of snow and ice on the roads, and they still function and go to school and all that stuff. And all of us down here, if there's anything on the weather that says ice, we shut it down. Schools, everything. We just shut the doors. But And if not, I mean, there'd be a bunch of wrecks because none of us know how to drive in these conditions. Lord, Especially no. Especially me. <laughs> Especially me. Good Lord. Yeah, well, I don't either, believe me. But uh, y- y'all did get snow over there, didn't you? Snow too? We did. Yeah. Tickle me to death. I don't think our deer know what's going on, though, because they sure ain't moving. Yeah, well, that's what we, <laughs> me and, uh, we were talking about that just the other day, because we had a good bit of snow. I mean, a good, not a good bit of snow, but it's a good bit to us, because we don't ever see it. And we were like, I wonder what the deer are going to do, because they never see it either. I wonder if they're like, what in the world is this stuff? Did they move for y'all any? Because, I mean, ours is all screwed up. Uh, they did. It was, I mean, it was, it wasn't what I expected. I expected them to be as cold as it was, and we had, you know, they we had They need to get up and eat. Or right, something. right. So we were sitting in food plots, and we saw a good bit of deer. Um, I filmed Jimmy shoot a buck, I mean, uh, management nine point, but we didn't see, I didn't see the numbers I thought I was going to see, but, you know, not slow. What we did do that was fun is have uh, a goose hunt. We don't ever have geese down <laughs> here hardly, and I guess that all that cold pushed them down, and we were driving by. We were actually driving out to go deer hunting, and we just look, and the old wheat field is just filled with snow geese and speckle bellies. And we, you know, us rednecks, we were like, "Woo, son!" So we <laughs> made a plan on that the next morning. <laughs> but, I bet they taste good. I well, I'll be able to tell you. In I got speckle bellies cut up and marinating right now, and uh, Levi Morgan and Jordan and Ben are going to be over here this weekend, and we're going to cook them up. So we'll be able to tell you what they taste like. Y'all are going to have to. I ain't never goose hunted, and I ain't never got to eat one. So. Uh, well, I've eaten speckle bellies before, but I've never had snow geese. But uh, we're going to find out here here shortly. But um, So, yeah, uh, Hannah, one of the – one of the, well, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about on the podcast today. Like, like one, um, where – I mean, all this, this you know, your, your big following that you have on social media, you know, did all that start – I'm assuming it all started with the with the hand grab and stuff with the catfish it and all did. that? It did, yes. Our last – not this past June, but the June before, I posted a video that we just happened to record of catching about a 30-pound catfish. Right. 
and I posted on Facebook and Instagram, and there was a bunch of people that reposted it, and it just blew up. And on Facebook, it got about 25 million views Jeez. in, like, the first three days. So that's how it all got started. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, you know, because, like I said, you've got a following now, and people can see that you do a lot more than just grab catfish i mean you're hunting and all that so i'm i'm assuming i'm I'm guessing it's a pretty safe assumption that you were you were raised doing that kind of stuff because i follow your dad on on instagram too and y'all seem to y'all don't seem like y'all are first timers to it y'all seem like y'all been doing it for a while definitely i've been going with daddy since i was a little bitty thing he made me wait until i was eight years old to kill my first deer because i always was just tiny i'm still kind of small so when i was little i was really tiny i'm yeah. only five foot tall now oh <laughs> but he he made me wait until i was eight years old yeah well no wonder they send you to them catfish holes then you're small enough to fit in those things <laughs> I can fit down in there yeah <laughs> my arms were longer i'd really be good at it <laughs> yeah well that's Definitely. it's it's cool that um you know because now you know they see that you know you're posting all the the hunting stuff and uh i saw you went to kansas this year right you killed a buck there i did it was awesome what was the deal with the uh <laughs> you posted a video i think you cut you oh my you, god you're, yeah, you know what i'm talking about when that you're skinning was terrible. <laughs> the puss pocket yeah that. oh my gosh i was sitting there talking this doe i was helping daddy we both killed two bucks that afternoon and two does we just, I don't know why, we just got lucky that afternoon, I reckon. But we had his up on the forklift, both of them hanging. He yeah. was cleaning his buck, and I was cleaning his dough. And I was up there around her hindquarters sitting there talking about how much fat these deer got on them. Yeah, they do have some fat, yeah. They do, they got a bunch. And I don't know if I cut it or if I was pulling the hide down. I think I was snatching the hide down when it busted and just... Ah, all over your face all over me all in my face it was in my eye and i just started hollering backed up into daddy because i I didn't know what it was i didn't have a clue i never saw it the hide looked fine (laughs) she didn't have a scratch on this though she's pretty and shiny healthy looking and ugh. Uh, Mm. that's bad yeah it was terrible and this little cabin we were staying in we didn't even have toilet paper in there, so when I tried to wipe it off, I tried to use that shirt that already had it all over it, and it just made it worse. So I turned the shower on, and it took, but it felt like it took an hour for it to get any hot water. Ugh. It was so cold. It was 11 degrees. That does it not was, sound pleasant. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't throw up. Does not sound pleasant in the slightest. I got... I can I got the stomach for a lot of things, but that kind of stuff I don't know if I could handle that. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I still don't think I can wear the same shirt I had on that day. It just I would bring back bad memories. I think I'd start a bonfire and throw that shirt in there. I don't think I'm I thinking would, about it. I don't think I'd be able to. It's about three different shirts though, because it just ugh. 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 Oh, golly. Well, um. So other than that, I, I had to ask about that video because I've been wondering about that. But now, <laughs> now that I know more about it, I want to change the subject. <laughs> um, Definitely. So one thing that has been, you know, really that's been going on a lot with you lately that anyone can see that follows you on social media is you've been you've caught a lot of of hate lately from uh, anti hunters or a- animal rights activists. I guess that'd be the best term uh, right. to call that type of people. 
Um, when did that start happening for you? I posted a picture today from two years ago of a coyote that I killed. And that was, I remember that being the first picture that ever got a hate comment. And right. I've had, I didn't have any following then. That was well before my video went viral. So. Oh, so that's been happening before, before all that. Okay. Yes. I think every hunter in the eye of the public at all has to deal with it. They see it pop up and on their explore. Oh yeah. Hunters and they just can't stand it. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, I, it, Cause I talked to it, you know, cause I interviewed Jim Shockey too. And we talked about that and he said the same thing. He said, if you're going to be, you know, within this realm, that's just something that's going to happen to you. You know, it's not, you just it's got to learn to deal with Yeah. It. It's not a pleasant thing, um, at all, but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, it, I'm, I'm guessing that it, it probably amplified a bunch when you, when your following got bigger. It did. I think how Instagram works is once you start getting big like that, it puts you on people's explore more. Right. Because that's where the majority of the anti-hunters claim they see my pictures. On the Explore page? It's on the Explore page. Right. Just because people get to them before I can block them. And they'll ask, you know, why do you follow her? And they'll say, oh, I don't. It just popped up on my Explore. Right. So. And this has turned into something. I mean, is this, I'm guessing this is almost a daily thing for you now. I mean, because I was, uh, I mean, we we were texting <laughs> this morning trying to get everything scheduled for this podcast. And you sent me a, a message you got this morning from someone sending hate to you it is sometimes it's worse than others like when that one girl i can't remember her name it was like a vegan when somebody posts me on their page telling people to go block me or go report me it gets really bad i'll get just a bunch i probably of had 50 that day that i blocked and it's just i mean is it always that uh i guess i don't i mean because some of those are pretty ruthless so they're all are they they're, all that level all pretty Yes, they're all yeah. pretty ruthless. How do you, I guess if they got the gumption to open their mouth in the first place, they figure they might as well make it as bad as they can. Right. How, how do you usually respond to it, or, or do you respond to it at all? What do you What do you do? I always block them. I don't never respond. The only time I did respond was when that girl posted me on her page. Right. And the only reason I, I didn't respond to her, I just screenshot it and ask people to go report it and get it taken down for harassment because right. that's what it was and th that's the one that uh, uh that cam haynes cam, jumped on on yeah he did that's yeah. the second time i know of for sure that it's happened yeah i've been posted on several people's stories right yeah but i see that as bad. yeah well I, I you know i follow you and cam so i saw that happen which was really really cool of cam to do which is what i think all of us should do in that that situation um definitely we gotta stick for each other because yeah i mean if we don't nobody else will yeah the, the the question next is i also saw something and i i, I screenshot it because i wanted to ask you about it you got a message from from one person uh that said that they were a vegan themselves yeah but they were they were not at all condoning uh the behavior or the messages that you got from all those other people they were saying you know we you, you do your thing you know i'm gonna do mine i'm not gonna you know because and that i thought the way it ought to be exactly because here's the deal and here's my opinion on it and and you know you can share yours i don't know if you would agree with this or not but i mean if a person's a vegan you know obviously me or you don't identify with that you know or, or, or probably the vast majority of people that listen to this podcast won't I we you know won't relate to a vegan lifestyle but I don't look down on that you know I'm not gonna you know 
talk somebody i'm not going to attack somebody for that i'm not going to say hey you know you're wrong you should do this you know i'm exactly and i mean because there's you know i mean there's certain reasons there are people that do the whole vegan thing because they you know they're not necessarily anti-hunting but they're they're trying to do make a stance on sustainability because they're against factory farming and that kind of stuff that's different which you i know, can understand i can understand that and and that's the thing you, you don't or i haven't you know i don't know if you have i i've never seen a hunter attack a vegan like they attack you sometimes you know what i mean right and and we don't i mean we leave them alone right. we don't have to go out of our way to make someone else feel bad about themselves yeah it uh and it's like i said it's it's a I think it just comes from a lack of understanding, and and uh, that's I, I know me and Eva touched on this, and I think Jim and I touched on it too. But it's just the 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 amount of of conservation that goes that that hunters have provided over the years that just so gets easily overlooked. You know that, that they just see you as killing an animal and they freak out over it. You know they just it's, exactly they it, don't ever look at the bigger picture. Right. It's it's like it's all you know emotion based you know there's no they pick and choose what to look at though because if they eat vegetables that they buy from a grocery store then the farmer with the combines and all of that you know that when they farm land it kills animals yeah kills animals kills habitat kills all of that yeah you're definitely i know many many farmers around here who have trouble with baby deer you know, running over them with the tractors and all, and that just breaks my heart. Yeah, I mean, no one tries to do that, but it. I mean, it. But it's it's just it happens. That's right. part of farming. Yeah, and, I mean, and there's there's situations. I I can remember back when I was at in college at Mississippi State, they were they were talking about, you know, they had issues with uh you know a can uh Canada geese down here um has become you know an invasive species in some spots, especially in like uh you know, urban, urban areas, you know, cause the Canada geese will come in, they'll just become local and they'll just become mm-hmm. a nuisance. They're everywhere. You know, they'll, they'll tear up golf courses. They'll, you know, tear up neighborhood parks, you know, just, and, and sometimes, you know, they wanted to, you know, that, Oh, don't, you know, don't hunt them, don't this. And they, the people don't know, you know, just if they don't hunt them, the, the departments, they end up most of the time euthanizing them, you know? So it's not like, right the animals aren't gonna die you know and and if that if it exactly. comes and if they you know something happens they don't allow hunting or something like that and they get euthanized then when a hunter kills an animal like if i kill the goose like the geese we killed the other day it's going to end up getting marinated and getting eaten just like you do when you catch a catfish or kill a deer or whatever you know definitely yeah so uh, what what is it to we talked about this the other day uh getting ready for this is the uh do you think some of that comes the attacks that you get just because they you said something about it being they they assume you're more vulnerable just because you're a female well i think it i know a lot of females that get so much hate and i've even had men say that females get more hate than men do i would and i, think I would agree with that because of some of the i've even had comments i wish i could find screenshots of them where a woman said you're not supposed to be hunting <laughs> why yeah and she ended up being a vegan but she said she wouldn't have been offended if it would have been a man hunt but she was offended because it was a woman did she she offer any reasoning for that or is just that's how it was supposed to be that's just how she thought it was supposed to be yeah and And i think it's partly because of the standards that society holds us to there i think that's a 
a generational issue. Not that it was right in an older generation, but it, that was more of an issue back then, you know. Uh, right. Just because, and uh, you know, if I, I I know I talked about it before, but uh, I don't know if you heard it or not. But like, you know, my my mom, I took my mom hunting uh, early December, and mm-hmm. she killed her first deer. And my mom's fifty eight years old. And, I bet she was tickled to oh, death. Oh, but that's just the reason I bring that up is is the reason I said that is she said you know when she was younger when she was uh, growing up the the men went out and hunted and the girls were supposed to stay back and you know they they weren't they they didn't hunt and right. uh, that's that's something that you see that I'm a big fan of um, this day and age is that that whole stereotype where you know the it, the the hunter is just the man and that's the way it's supposed to be that's that's definitely getting broken you know because i I would my mom she was so happy i was happy and 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 it's just it just shows you you know that's the the hunting thing it doesn't really have you know it doesn't have a gender no it's not gender specific it's not gender specific age specific race specific i mean it's a a hunter is a very general term that can apply to anyone and that's one of my favorite things about it and i really am blessed to have the duty that I have that took up all the time with me when I was younger and keeping me in the woods and raising me just to love it because a lot of people don't have that and I am I'm I'm blessed no I I would I would 100% agree with that um you know and I we've that's something to talk about too you know uh just the importance of that you know because hunting is a obviously it's something I'm passionate about it's something that that you're passionate about I know and um it's something you know maybe someone that was raised like like you were like i was that was you know raised into a hunting family or raised around friends that that took them hunting and and that sort of thing it it almost becomes second nature to you just because you were raised in it and you're used to it you know and there are people out there that that you know are interested in hunting but you know maybe they weren't raised in a in a household or in an environment like like we were and they they just don't know that much about it um and that's why I mean I'm I'm hoping you know people like you and and podcasts like this can maybe reach some of those people and and you know because I've said this before the the anti hunters that that you're getting all those those nasty comments from I don't think I, I'm not gonna say it's impossible but I I don't think you're gonna turn those people to like hunting you may could but I, I don't think it's very likely they're too narrow minded to ever even consider our side of the story right. The oh. ones that attack, I mean, the ones that attack us are there are vegans out there that are great people and they would. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. like the one that sent me that message. I know several vegans there's a, that uh, aren't against hunting. There was the a, ones... yeah, there's a man named uh, Tovar Cerulli. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But he was he wrote a book. <laughs> Chances are I'm not pronouncing it right. But he wrote a book. He was a vegan and turned into a hunter just because he saw... Um, he he saw the the ration the rationale behind it and how much sense it made you know right that's just how it is I mean we could sit here we could sit here and talk for hours about all the the conservation efforts and and the the species that are thriving now because of the efforts of hunters you know it's it's exactly. it's just there's no denying it in my mind anyway but just uh, like there weren't any deer around when my daddy was growing up because they had all died out from disease and overpopulation and they had to repopulate the area with deer from texas back in the 50s yeah well i mean there's there's deer there's i mean look at look at the wild turkeys now you can hunt wild turkeys in almost every state because of the efforts of the nwtf um there's 
I mean, there's the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. There's Ducks Unlimited. You could, I mean, those are just just general examples. If we started going in specifics, you, I mean, you could talk for days. It's just there's no. When you sit back and look at the facts, there's no denying it, and on on the good that hunting does, on from one end to the other, you know. And it's just like I'll ask you the same question I asked Eva, just because I I, I want to hear your 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 answer to it. Is hunting, fishing, hand grabbing, all that to you? Is that just about killing an animal? Not at all. There's a lot more that goes into it. Well, the way I was raised, I could clean a deer before I ever killed one. Yeah. Because I always help Daddy clean his deer, and I think that taught me the value. That's awesome. It really is. Of you know why we hunt, why we do what we do. Yeah. Because I always help clean them, and I got to eat them before I ever got to kill one. Yeah. Well, how old did you say when you killed your first one? Eight. I was eight. Yeah. How'd that go? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Daddy made me wait. We watched a bunch of deer. Daddy had made me a ground blind because he was scared for me to climb in his tree stands. Because <laughs> his tree stands are a little sketchy. That's why I'm really glad he'll wear a safety harness now. But he made us a ground blind with pine limbs. And he had this one deer picked out that was a seven point. And he finally come out and Daddy told me where to shoot. And he was facing us. And all you could see was the top of his front shoulders up. I said, Daddy, is there anywhere else I can shoot him? He said, shoot him in the neck. Shoot him in the neck. Shoot him in the neck. So, first deer I killed, shot him in the neck. Yeah, well, I bet he didn't run anywhere. He didn't. He ran all the way to the ground. <laughs> I was tickled to death. Yeah, that's great. And, that, I mean, that's kind of stuff. I mean, a memory like that, that's like, you know, first deer, first turkey, that kind of stuff. You, you don't forget that kind of stuff. And you Never. remember... And I can ask, I mean, you probably remember every element of that hunt, the build-up to it, the the afterwards, just as much, if not more, than the actual killing the animal, you know? Exactly. Because uh, there's a lot more that goes into it. It's just like we prepare all year for January because our rut's in January. Mm-hmm, yeah. All year. And that's that's Those what you dream plots, of. Finding tree stands. Like this February when the when season goes out, We'll get in there and we'll find where they've been making all their rubs and their scrapes and their and stuff, and we'll remember that for next year so we can put a stand in there. Yeah, yeah. It's learning the animals. I mean, that's the best part of it is the scouting. That's what a, all goes into it to get him outsmarting. I hundred percent agree. That's one. Of, that's the funnest part about it in my mind. The is, chase. Yeah, absolutely. The chase, and I mean, just the times like that's you know, we've talked about uh the deer, the buck we call rocker that we have here on cottonmouth countless times on this podcast and he's like 160 maybe pushing Ooh. 170 inch deer and we have not killed that smart sucker yet he's so uh, when you do you'll be kind of sad that's what yeah that's exactly what i was <laughs> gonna say he we've hunted him especially uh brad's hunt him and i'm always if more times than not uh, i film brad more than i film anyone else so me and him have chased that deer for two years straight. And we talked about that. I said, Brad, when or if we ever kill that buck, the next day when I wake up knowing Rocker's not out here, I'm going to be a little sad, you know? Because <laughs> you yeah, just. You, you just won't get, be able to hunt him. Anymore. Yeah, you just get used to chasing him. Um, well, let's switch to some of the positive stuff. We talked enough about uh, the anti hunters, and, and, you know, it's a unfortunate reality that is that is something that that we have to deal with but you know 
what's some of the positive things? Because I know you know I know you've bound to have inspired a lot of probably a lot of uh, young girls and 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 probably males alike too with the following that you have. What have you seen on that side of it? You know, because I'm oh, sure I've you get some good comments. Screenshot, especially from girls, younger girls who've never tried it and. And now they're going to. They've got family that's done it, and they've got a place to go, but they're scared to get into it. Yeah. Because we are females. Right. And I've tried to help them and give them as much advice as I could. Gave them we exchange numbers so they could, you know, text and ask for help. Right. That kind of stuff makes me feel good. There's also a bunch of men who have got young daughters. Right. That see the relationship I have with my dad. And they always said that's what they want with their kid, and they hope that they can have they can be as close with their daughter when she grows up. Yeah, as I've been with daddy. Yeah, well, we'll think about that too, and that just reverts back to what we were talking about. I mean, it's obvious that a big part of you and your dad's relationship is has to do with with hunting. You know, definitely. And that's just, and it's just, it's a, it's such a lifestyle, and and to me, it's such a it's such a beautiful thing. Just the, the hunting thing, you know, it's it's such a big part of my life and and your life. I know, but uh. So yeah, that that's I don't that's fan that's great to me. I think you know just well, it's kept us close, right, right, and and just your ability to to inspire other people like that and and do it in such a positive way. Um, so yeah, uh, when does what do y'all got? Is how long is deer season open down there? It goes out February tenth. Oh, so it runs into February. Okay, it does. Our rut's right now. Right. Yeah. Where it's supposed to be, it's pretty slow this year. I think it's because of the snow yeah yeah we're still getting pictures of bucks together and that's just really unheard of right now that is different and seeing does seeing a bunch of does Hmm. usually this time of year if you see a doe she's got a buck buck, yeah of some sort yeah i know what you mean that's usually the where we're at right here on the river prime ruts about second week of december um second third week of december in there and then we'll come into our you know post rut uh It'll run all the way up into like mid January. Right now, you're seeing it kind of tail off, but uh, mm-hmm. you get into the the eastern part of Mississippi where I've hunted some growing up. It's the same as where you're talking about January. You're seeing deer rutting. I mean, sure enough, rutting. Which to the other most other parts of the world, you know, they think it's already over. Yeah, it's November. That's, I mean, that's what y'all are doing in Kansas, correct? I mean, was it November? Right, we're yeah. trying to hit that November rut. We're going again next year with a bow. Well, good, good. Well, I don't know how I'm gonna pull it back with it being as cold as it is up there. Oh look, that happened to uh, uh, talking about our you know freak cold temperatures for down here. That happened to Will just this week. They had a uh, what was it? I think it was a hunt. I don't know. It was a buck. I can't remember, but it was a buck that they were trying to shoot, and they'd been sitting in that ground blind. They were hunting out of one of the new surround view blinds, and mm-hmm. uh, the it was like 15 degrees that day or something. And Jordan, who was filming Will, was just couldn't quit laughing about it. And Will, Will, I mean, Will thought it was funny too. But he goes to draw his bow back, and Will was so cold and stove up and had so many clothes on, he could not get that thing back. That's what I'm worried <laughs> about. Then, I get so cold. <laughs> well, then he finally goes to draw it back, and he gets it going back a little ways, and he hits the blind with his bow and knocks <laughs> knocks snow off of it, and the deer runs off. Oh Lord, I would cry. Yeah, I really would. Well, if I was holding the bow, I might cry, but I wasn't, so I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor fella. 
Yeah, well, it happens. Well, it happens. It does. Well, look, Hannah, I know you're. I know you're a busy girl. I know you're. I called you in the middle of a school day, so I definitely appreciate you taking the call and coming on the show and and sharing a little bit about you and your, you know, your passion for everything you do. Um, but uh, I won't hold you for much longer. But thank you for coming on. I, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, guys, if you don't follow Hannah on Instagram, you need to. Um, she is a great example of the hunting lifestyle. She's a uh, really positive and, and and yeah like i said we need to be hunters we all got to be on the same side on this deal so yeah thank y'all for listening to the speak the language podcast hannah thank you for coming on really appreciate it oh yeah i enjoyed it thank you for having me on it no problems so, thank y'all